0: Pray with me, would you? Thank you, God, that your promises are always true. They never, it seems, come on the timing that we would design, but they always come true in your perfect timing. God, as we gather around your word today, we pray that this would be that kairos moment, God, where your Holy Spirit fills us again or maybe even god for some where your holy spirit grants that gift of faith to believe what jesus did for us to to let go and and believe that what he did was enough for us and then to be filled god to be immersed in the very presence of god Mm. Thank you, God, for that hope. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for that assurance that we have through your Holy Spirit. God, as we gather today, though, we do lift up those in need today. God, especially uh, this weekend, we're remembering, God, those who um, not only sacrificed their lives, but those who've gone before. And uh, God, God, Many of us make our way to graveyards and and places to remember this weekend. I just pray that your Holy Spirit wash over us with peace. God, I think of those who are anxious right now. Some worrying with a very clear object like, like Barb, thinking about uh, the surgery this week and her family and friends, those who love her. God, I just pray that your peace would wash over. We have entrusted her. We have entrusted them to you, God. And now we're just going to lay them at your feet and look forward, God, to how you're going to answer our prayers. God, we didn't think also to those who are in spiritual turmoil today. Um, Father, you never... Completely reveal yourself to us all at once. We, we each day come into a deeper understanding of who you are, and we have to confess that sometimes that's hard. God, you are not a creation of our minds, and and when we encounter you in a way that's contrary to the God that we made in our in our minds, uh, Lord, sometimes that's difficult. And I thank you, God, that you are good, and that. And that your love is perfect, even when it's hard. And so, God, I pray for those on the journey. Well, it's really all of us, God. Whether we're on a journey to faith or we're on the journey with faith. God, we just pray that, that our hearts and our minds would be, would be a sup, a supple, God. That you could mold us, as we sang earlier, and, and shape us into the women and men that you desire us to be. And then, God, we just pray that you would take your word, that you would infuse it with your presence. And as we as we open it together today, that it would speak truth to our lives. Holy Spirit, take this written word and make it the living word. And we will give you the praise and we will give you the glory in Jesus name. Now, Father, we just ask you. Forgive us our sins. Would you? For there are many. God, you're so gracious in granting us both time, but also the ability to repent, to turn from the brokenness of our own choices to you and your choice. God, for you have chosen us. You have said you are mine. So, God, we receive that precious gift. We believe by faith that you have removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. And in that glory, in that joy, in that purity, we come to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, open your word. Would you open the word uh, with me? Whether you're doing that on your phones or in your scriptures, I'm so delighted that we can... That we can have large print Bibles back in the pews. And, and I just invite you to drink deep of God's word. We, as you turn to Acts chapter 2 with me today, I just, I just invite you especially to, um, to note that um, this is coming on the tails of that incredible passage in Acts chapter 1. When Jesus said, no, you're going to be the ones. I'm going to use you to build my kingdom and, and with a fear that something some commission like that would bring, then he brought us that comfort. No, wait for it. Wait for the power. Wait for the presence, right? Because those things are coming. But in Acts chapter 2, we pick up the story now. So remember, <clears throat> Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then he ascended. I mean, right there on the Mount of Olives, he ascended to the right hand of God the Father, and and they found themselves kind of gazing up there. And and the angel just said, "Why are you looking there? Right? And he's already he's already given you your marching orders." Right? A little loose, loose translation here, but you know he's he's going to come back just the way that he went. But what happens in between is going to be a partnership between you and God, right? And so they gathered together. And I don't know how they got to this number, but but it says that there are 120 of them together in the upper room. And and they got together and they started praying. And I just imagine they were like me and they're going, let's pray. Let's let's pray this thing in. Right. And they started praying. And you know what happened? Nothing. <laughs> and and so like me, they, well, let's keep praying. Right. So they prayed another day, another 24 hours. I'm like you. I struggle sometimes to pray for an hour. I struggle sometimes to pray for five minutes, right? And and they're praying for two days and nothing happening. Three days, four days, seven days, nine days, right? I'm I'm already in destined by then, right? I'm saying uh, apparently my life is not right, something's not right, I must have misunderstood. Some of you haven't been praying for more than 10 days. You've been praying for years. Some of you have been praying for multiple decades, right? Right? And and God's answer hasn't come. Yeah. Alice said his timing, right? But his timing meant a very special day when men and women would come from all over the world to be in uh, in Jerusalem. See, this isn't... This isn't um, Uh, Pentecost, because of the Holy Spirit coming, Pentecost was already a holiday. It was 50 days after Passover, right? It was the day to celebrate the first fruits uh, of the early crops coming in. It was a day to rededicate yourself and to say, I'm going to believe you, God, even if nothing else happens all summer long, even if no other harvest comes, I'm going to believe that you are enough and And men and women had gathered in Jerusalem from all over the world. And on that day, on God's timing, right, on the day of Pentecost, they were all together, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And it divided into like tongues of fire appeared to them. and, And they rested on each one of them. Those 120 people that had been praying. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In your small group, you might explore that this week. But it, it, it's other literal tongues, other languages uh, of the people of Jerusalem. Now, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Wow. God uniquely brought the world together for this moment. And at the sound, the multitude came together. They were were bewildered because each was hearing them speak in his own language. So, So they're hearing in their mother tongue the glory of God. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans, right? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language, right? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of living, uh, Libya beyond, belonging to Cyrene, and even visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues, the mighty word of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, This is important. What does this mean? What's happening? But others, mocking, said they are filled with new wine. And Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter gave one of the one of the most beautiful presentations of the gospel Fulfilling scripture and and fulfilling the lord Jesus' trust in him, right he has this beautiful presentation of of the gospel that lasts all the way um gosh all the way to to verse thirty five right Let me pick up the story about verse 33. He's in the middle of his things. We're all witness, he says, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured out this on you yourselves, what you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And so, oh my goodness, he did not pull any punches. Listen to what he says. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made Jesus both Lord and Christ. This Jesus, yes. This one whom you crucified. Oh my goodness. And when they heard this, verse 37, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, and if you'll forgive me, Peter says to us, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive The gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord, our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness. He continued to exhort them, saying, save yourself. Save yourself from this crooked generation. Those words could have been spoken yesterday. Amen. And so those who received his words. Now there's probably a hundred thousand Jews there, right? Those who received his word were baptized. And there were added to that day, to that hundred and twenty, about three thousand souls. The very word of God. Mm. Thank you, God. I pray the words of my mouth and... The meditations of all of our hearts would be acceptable, God, to you. We just make them an offering to you, God. Speak now. Your servants are listening. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We've already seen one powerful question, right? God, when are you going to make the world right? Right? Disciples to Jesus. uh, When are you going to turn what is upside down and make it right? There was two more powerful questions in this Acts passage. Again, oh goodness, every every week it's such a challenge because there's so much richness in God's word. Right? Um, We cannot do it justice in these few moments. My prayer is that in encountering the living Word, that it will it will like a magnet draw you back to it, like a magnet. It will invite you to to. Dig deeper in the course of the week, in your small groups, even in your quiet times. Come back to this incredible passage. But today I just want to remind you of two more powerful questions. Now not asked by the disciples to Jesus, but by the people around the disciples to them, to the disciples, right? Uh, and, and so I, I just want you to see that what's happening is is Jesus' 10-day-old Prophecy is coming true right there already. Right. God has filled them with his Holy Spirit and and people are coming to them and saying, what does this mean? What does it mean? Let me let me just highlight a couple of things from this passage. It means that the promise of the father is fulfilled. Right. We saw that in Acts chapter one, verse four and eight. Right. He ordered them not to depart, but wait, to wait for the promise of the Father. Then jumping to verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So the promise of the Father is fulfilled. The Spirit came, right? Oh, the Spirit wasn't born right then. The Ecclesia, the, 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 the Church of Jesus Christ was born then. The Spirit had been active prior to Pentecost. Uh, the scriptures are listed for you, I think, in your notes. Genesis one, right, working in creation. Judges and Samuel, working in in Old Testament history. Uh, certainly in the in the four Gospels and the life and ministry of Jesus. Uh, you can see it especially in Luke one, uh, verses thirty to thirty-seven. Luke four, verses one and fourteen. The Spirit came, but now, now there would be two changes, right? The Spirit would dwell in people and not on them. Now, prior to Jesus himself, the Spirit would come. That's why God took such crazy people, right? Samson, that guy was a mess, right? And the Holy Spirit alighted on him and did incredible things through him, right? David was a mess, right? And yet, and yet God's spirit rested on him. God does amazing things through women and men who 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 uh, God's spirit alights on in the Old Testament. But now, now the spirit is not just alighting on them. Now the spirit is dwelling in them. Now his presence would be permanent. Would be permanent. This should probably raise a lot of questions in your mind, and a lot of those questions will be answered in John chapter fourteen when Jesus is speaking more about the promise of His Spirit. But, but don't let your feelings determine whether or not God is in you. Right? Um, um, God intentionally leads you to places where you do not feel His presence, but that, but that does not mean His presence is not there. God's presence for the person who has trusted in Jesus Christ never leaves them. Fulfilling yet another Old Testament and New Testament um, promise, right? Uh, you will never leave me or forsake me, right? Wow, what what promise, right? The Spirit came, but the spirit also baptized i 'm just reminding you again, this causes a lot of confusion and especially North American uh, Christianity here that the word baptizo has two meanings: one is literal, one is figurative it means to immerse so so what 's happening is we 're being immersed in the nature and character of God, just like the great commission challenged us right don 't lose the the true baptism in in its representation, water baptism. Just as, as we are immersed in, in water baptism, right, um, our bodies are immersed, we are immersed in the Spirit of God, right, in the nature and character of the living God, right? And so, so the Spirit came, but the Spirit also, for the first time in human history, immersed God's people in the very nature and character of God. But but as a result, and this is kind of where the water baptism comes in, um, it also has a meaning, a figurative meaning to be identified with. So when we are baptized, whether we are immersed or whether we are sprinkled or or probably most literally, whether we are a uh, as we um, as we are baptized, then we make public identification with the Lord God. We make public Identification with Jesus, we make public identification for better or worse with his church, with his bride, with his people, right? So there's the spirit not only came, it baptized, right? And then just like you promised, the spirit filled them with power. How many of them did it fill with power? You see from the scripture right under that? All of them. You can't say, well, well, you know what? Donna is so filled with the Spirit of the Lord. I just see the power of God in her, right? Uh, but that, you know, must not be true for me, right? Um, no. They were all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Why? Why? Well, right here in these passages, we see why. For witness. For witness, right? So that, that, that when you're in that place where the Holy Spirit's moving and, and someone desperately needs to know the love and power of God, that you can be the one who, who speaks to that. I shared with you before that accident story, right? When... Uh, uh, the, I got a call several weeks after an accident. I heard that you were a witness to an accident, right? And I said, yeah. Yeah. He said, well, then you knew that that my client was run into by the car in front of you. And, and I said, no. No, uh, I knew that your client pulled out in front of the car in front of me. Well, you knew that the car was signaling to turn right. And so my client thought they were good. No, they weren't signaling. I was right behind them, right? Thank you very much. You know, we've talked before, you don't, you don't have to make stuff up, right? All you have to do is speak about what you know to be true. Remember grandma? Grandma saying, you know, when you lie, you've got to remember the lie, right? right? If, you just, if you just speak what you know to be true, does that mean you have all the answers? How many times have you been afraid to witness? Because you were afraid that they'd come back with you with a question that you couldn't answer. Am I the only one? Anybody out there? Okay. Right? Uh, you don't have to know the answers. He you knows the answers, right? You just say, I don't know. Let's find out together. Right? Because I know the way... The truth and life. And I believe that the Bible reveals him to us. And so we can go to it together. One of my college roommates is working. He's about to retire from a long um, a long tenure at a uh, computer. He was so smart. Oh, my goodness. I was in college. Everything that I slaved for just came like that to him, you know. But just recently, he's just got a passion for sharing Jesus in his workplace, and and so um, we text back and forth every morning about five of my college roommates, and 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 he's been he's been sharing Jesus with this person, and it's fascinating to just watch that. Does he have all the answers? Oh no, but but he knows the way of the truth and life, and he's willing to point that person toward him. Well. Um, we're filled with the spirit for witness, but also for service. That's interesting that that word is the word liturgy, right? For worship, right? Don't, don't, picture, don't picture between 9 and 10 in the morning, right? In a warm sanctuary, right? Um, picture, picture 24-7. And every, every person you lay eyes on, every random act of kindness that you do, is is serving someone and inviting them to encounter Jesus that's what Jesus did right the son of man didn't come to be served he came to serve right let me ask real quick or just answer, try and answer real quick what's the difference then between being baptized or immersed in the spirit and and being filled with the spirit uh, uh, I'm going to just say a simple way to understand that is just to understand that when you first come to faith in Jesus Christ, you are immersed then in the nature and character of God. So you don't need to be re-immersed and re-immersed. Every time you start to go low, you know, be immersed again, just like we don't, aren't water baptized over and over again, right? It's just once. You just need that once. So when you first come to faith... And for the very first time the Holy Spirit comes on you, sometimes it's spectacular. Most of the time. Like for me, when I accepted Jesus Christ, nothing. I, I accepted Jesus like three or four times, waiting for the music, right? And, 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 I, and then I realized, no, no, it's not, not always spectacular. Most of the time it's not. But being filled with the Spirit is something that can happen anytime, anywhere. I'm, I'm sorry for the human analogy, but, but I leak, right? I leak. And, and, and there's moments where I am just so aware of His presence. I'm so filled with His, His presence. And then later, I'm going, what happened, right? Um, well, I know what happened. Sin happened, but and and it punctures a little hole in my spirit balloon. Right, I'm sorry, to make up analogies. As I'm going here, and 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 I leak. Um, but the beautiful thing about God is that it's about Him, not about me. I can go back to Him any time. Say, Father. I want to be filled again with your spirit and as you do that like we did earlier today he's going to bring things to your mind and you'll just gently deal with them we'll talk about how to do that but another way of understanding the baptism of the holy spirit remember that identification understanding is that the baptism of the spirit means i belong to his body if that language is weird for you a body is one of the many images in Scripture of the church. And each one of us is a different part. I might be a finger and someone else might be the brain, but, but each of us is needed for the whole body of Christ. Baptism of the Spirit means now I belong. I belong to something greater than myself. I belong to the body of Christ. I'm going to put it differently. I belong to the bride of Christ. And he's coming again for that bride. The baptism of the Spirit means I belong to His body. The fullness of the Spirit means my body belongs to Him. Did you follow that? Right? Baptism means I belong to the body that's beautiful. But in the fullness of the Spirit, then saying, God, you direct my path. You say turn here, don't turn there. You guide my every thought, God. So the Spirit came, the Spirit baptized, the Spirit filled them with power. But the Spirit also spoke through them. Again, we're touching real issues for us because all of us have been at that place where we were afraid to say something. The Spirit was, was giving us unction. I don't know how to put it differently. Our hearts were in our throat. We felt like we should say something and we didn't, Right? We didn't. The Spirit speaks through us. He began to speak in them uniquely in, in other languages. It was so important at that moment that the, the, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit be known in the world, that, that everyone who was there heard them speak of the glory of God in their own language. The Spirit spoke powerfully through them, Right? So, so we have this incredible truth, right, um, that, that God takes simple people like you and me, fills them with his presence and power, and then uses them, right? He uses them for, for witness and for service, right? But it also means that God's word is true. God's word. What does it mean? It means God's word is true. This is what was uttered. He said through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it shall be. God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. Slaves. Free. Jews. Gentile. Men. Women. Right? And they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. Wow. These are the last days. Now, wait, wait, you said, didn't that happen like 2,000 years? Yeah. Yeah. The coming of the Spirit initiated the last days when Joel's prophecy would become true, right? Now, there is no Jew, nor Greek, nor slave, nor free, nor male, nor female, right? God's Spirit equally fills everyone and and invites them to represent him right every single one of us has a role to play in this deal don't be don't be frightened by the word prophecy as prophesy come on up worship team if you would um, to prophesy simply means to foretell god's word sometimes sometimes we've learned that that means to foretell the future right but but all the time it means to forth tell what you know to be true, right? What you know to be true. The greatness of God and the truth of His Word. I just skipped through the notes, but you can follow me. The greatness of God. Everyone heard in their own language the greatness of God. But then also what they knew to be true. Well, wow. Uh, what happened then is what will happen now when you risk allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. Um, you know, the initial confusion, what does this mean? This means what we just said. All these things are true. God has fulfilled this promise. God has come down and now lives in everyone who puts their trust in Jesus. Well, the logical next and last question then is what must I do? What must I do? Peter said, Repent. I'm already a believer, right? I've already trusted Jesus. Oh, you still need to repent, right? God, in His mercy and grace, never reveals all the changes He wants to do, right? I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful. I would have just curled up and sucked my thumb if I had seen every change that God wanted to make in me. From the very beginning. But instead. Through his Holy Spirit. He just gently reveals more and more. And invites me. To repent. He invites me. If I've not done it. He invites me to publicly identify. As a follower of Jesus. To publicly identify. As a part of the body. Of Christ. Right? To publicly make known. That I am his what we do in water baptism. Repent and be baptized. Be baptized. And then receive this precious gift of the Holy Spirit. God, God is doing an amazing thing in our day. Don't be discouraged. Part of the reason, right, that that so much challenge right now to our Christian faith is because the evil one knows that his time is short, right? And so he's pulling out all stops. The world, the flesh, our own flesh, and the evil one are all pulling out all the stops. We don't have to be afraid, right? Because God has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the gift of faith and the importance of receiving you also have to receive the gift of His Holy Spirit. And as you do that, whether it be for the very first baptism of the Holy Spirit, or whether through the, the filling of the Holy Spirit each and every morning, right? Um, as you do that, God then commissions you to be the solution to your question. Is it this time, God, that you're going to make the world right? Yes, but I'm going to do it through you. I am going to do it through you. So I was finishing my college. I got Brendan's also here. I was finishing my college. I was so struck um, by the body of Christ that I experienced during that time. And, and I knew that we were going to scatter the corners of the earth and this particular group would never be together again. But, but I was so conscious of what God was going to do through each one of the people there. And I have that that same feeling right now. We don't know what tomorrow holds, right? Brendan covenanted to bring me back out of the mountains by my feet if if he has to drag me. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But God didn't make a mistake when he called you to himself. He's going to build his kingdom. He's going to turn the world Upright. Right? And he's going to do it. Through you. Pray with me, would you? Thank you for these women and men. Thank you just for the incredible opportunity that we have to be the very fulfillment of our own prayers. To be the very fulfillment of our own questions, God. You have given us everything we need, God, to partner with you in the very answers we seek. So, So fill us right now with your spirit, would you? God, we're going to walk out these doors in a few moments and we're going to be thinking about all sorts of other things. Um, But God, you have called us to yourself. You have filled us with your presence and with your power. Now, commission us, God, to go out into the world to represent you to a world desperately needing to know the truth. And God, we'll come back next week and we'll tell stories, God, of what you did through us. We worship you. Praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.